up, gamblers? Welcome back to episode 8 of the Bucket Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little baseball, then get into the Final Four. I'm Everly, joined as always by my good friend Colin Herndon. How are we doing on this lovely Thursday night? Stay Thursday? Yeah. It's Thursday. Thursday. Yep. Well, at least you tried. I'm doing all right. Uh, Just got done writing a paper. So uh, I'm chilling. That's good. Um, I think I have a test Tuesday I have to study for, but other than that, I have not had like any work to do this whole semester. It's been great. Yeah, uh, I can't say the same. Well, you're also like a petroleum engineer or something, something stupid. So yeah, it's my uh, my sport major is not that bad. I just get to bet all day. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I actually did not bet for the past. Like, I'm actually pissed for. Like, I bet a little bit today, and I'm up a unit. But uh, I didn't get to bet for literally since Sunday because all I've been doing is work. <laughs> well, let me tell you, you're not missing anything with baseball because baseball season. So right now my baseball season record is nine and four. And let me tell you, it's like throwing darts at a wall right now. There's literally no rhyme or reason why anything's happening. Oh, sweet. Like the Yankees just... I mean, no, I would never bet the Yankees at like minus 200 or minus 300 because that's just stupid. No. But what, them and Boston combined have like three wins? Yeah, uh, the Yankees are – no, it's five wins. Yanks are three and four and Red Sox are two and six. Oh, really good there. And at every one of those games, those teams have been like over three to two to one or three to one favorites. Yeah. If you're betting against them, though, you're making a good bit of money. I tried to do that today. I had Baltimore plus 180, and, well, that didn't work yeah. out. Yeah, the Yanks came back and put up, like, eight runs, so. <laughs> yeah, but um, with baseball betting, you just have to remember, really, it, um, I saw something, and it made a lot of sense to me. It's not about betting, like, 15 different ways a day. It's like It's about betting one or two and just survive because – Especially these first couple months, like honestly, if you don't even bet until June, you're not bad because you got to wait until them to really start getting pitchers get into their their daily routines and stuff like that. Look look at Chris Sale; he has he hasn't been right. No, but I mean we're early on here. Like even uh, what's his name, Syndergaard today didn't pitch too great. I mean he gave up I think two home runs or something like that to to the Met or to the Nationals. The, their arms just – I mean, besides DeGrom, DeGrom, first five unders are 26-3 and three in the last nine. So, uh, yeah, I've been uh, – it's 2-0 and oh this year. So, that's where two of my wins came from. But my prediction is Boston is right around May. I don't know when the Yankees, but, that, but Boston, just because they made the World Series, right around May is when all their arms are going to start heating up, and probably that's when you could start betting on them, betting their bats are going to start getting hot. That's when we could start to look to bet them. But until then, I'm going to – I'm going to look the other side on uh, the big teams. Yeah, well, I mean, with New York, uh, literally everybody's injured. <laughs> like, oh, like, I know. Like, Sevy's hurt. Uh, Gar- or, yeah, not Gardner. Tulowitzki's hurt. Stanton's hurt. Didi's hurt. Uh, what's his name's hurt? That's why like, I'm probably going to just keep betting against them, honestly. Like, I'm not saying every day, but, like, today seemed like it was a, it was a good day to bet against them. And, I mean, uh, Baltimore right now – um, 
they they look like they're the best team in baseball, which I'm fine with because they're going to be huge dogs every game. And if if for a month, two months here, they look good, I'll, I'll make money off them. That's fine with me. Well, currently the best record in baseball belongs to the Mariners. They're seven and one. I mean, they got that like boost from playing in that Japan series, but like the Twins are four and one. The the Rays are four and two or five and two. Uh, wow, there's some teams that aren't doing so hot. Uh, yeah, and that's why I literally, like I said, it's like throwing darts trying to bet these games because you look at the pitchers, but then you gotta remember pitchers are only going four or five innings, especially this early. Yeah. Look, look at Bauer today. He only went seven, and he has a no-hitter, and they pulled him because he's at like 120 pitches or something. Right, like if that was middle of the season, I mean, there's no way they would have pulled him. He would have just said, all right, keep it going. Mid-season form for these guys, they could throw 200 pitches an outing. It doesn't even matter to them. Yeah, exactly. But now, right now especially, it's they're not going to be throwing 200 pitches, not even close. So the last couple of days I've been trying to like – make a um, a model and I've slowly like each day I learned something new about Excel that I didn't know Excel could do or like figuring stuff out. So currently we are at the point where we have the whole schedule. We can import the pictures. Um, we're working on coming up with like stats for, well, I have stats for each team, but like something that makes sense, like using weight, weighing runs per game and oh, oh, on base percentage and slugging percentage in certain ways. So um, give me about another month and I might have something that actually makes sense. Yeah. Uh, if you do let me know, and I know we'll definitely let the listeners know so they can like, hit us Oh up. yeah. I mean, I'll put it on like Google docs or something and, or like yeah. we'll figure something out. But I mean, I want to, I want to get something and see if it actually, see if, see if it can make it work, but I'm figuring out that that's the, you have to have something to go off because there's so many games it's not like football where like you can look at each game throughout the whole week or even even college basketball where you have enough time to to break down games like baseball it's it, you have to have something to look at and be like okay I see value here let me dive deeper into this particular game. Yeah, well I mean it's like with baseball like you have a game literally every day at least like as a team. So And and with baseball I mean the key is to like getting the best of a number like yesterday who was it it was the the nationals against Philly yesterday, the nationals opened plus like one thirty, and I got them plus one thirty, and they closed one fifth plus one fifteen. You might not think that's anything, but a fifteen cent move like that, it it yeah. over the course of a whole year it adds up to a lot getting the best of a number. Yeah, well if you say you get a fifteen cent move five times in in a couple days, you're gonna get uh a higher payout obviously but like that adds up so say you're betting 10 bucks on that 15 cents that 15 cents turns into a buck a buck 50 buck, yeah, yeah buck, that's buck, the, buck. the point is too like you you can lose an extra game or two here and there and your your percent to win for you to make money doesn't change much like you you can you can lose more getting the best of the number if you're getting the best of the number you know you're doing something right you know your odds to win are going up that's all you're playing you're just playing odds like no one's going to hit 100 percent. doesn't matter if you were on the right side of a move or the wrong side of a move, there's no foolproof thing. It's just if you're on the right side of a move, odds favor you in winning that bet more times than not. Oh, uh, news update coming out of the NIT tournament right exactly now. Lipscomb just got shit on. Ah, shit. Someone asked me about that game <laughs> and they said, Texas looks good one and a half. I said, honestly, I think Lipscomb's the better team, but uh, I don't bet NIT basketball just for that reason. Yeah, they Texas just won uh, eighty-one to sixty-six. 
yeah, I guess my I forget who I told about that, but they're probably gonna be pissed. At me. Yeah, don't bet NIT basketball. That's that's my take on it. Yeah, and that brings us into what most people are actually here for: the Final Four preview. Game one is Saturday at about six o'clock. I want to say I'm not exactly sure on a time somewhere around there. Already be like I don't know. Eight, nine beverages in. We have Virginia playing Auburn. Auburn is a five and a half point dog with about 70% of the tickets on Auburn. And the line has not moved. Just so everyone knows, the last three times this has happened that the final four later that there's been 68% of the tickets or more on a particular side. Those teams are 0-3 against the spread. The last time this happened was the 2008 championship game between North Carolina and Kansas. Everyone and their mother was on Kansas, and North Carolina went on to cover and win that particular game. Now, I'm not saying, sitting here saying completely just, that's the reasoning, just fade Auburn, Auburn has no chance, blah, 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 blah. Things do come in threes, and it came in three, and this is the fourth time. And if Auburn wins, I'm going to be really pissed off. But I could see it happening, honestly. Yeah, I can as well. Auburn's a really good team. Uh, they have that – what's that kid's name? The uh, the really good one. The Harper. The quick one. Harper, yeah. Yeah, Harper, Harper's pretty good. He's very quick with the basketball. I mean, I can see them potentially winning. I don't know if they will. Uh, my brackets are, are busted by now. I had uh, Auburn – and uh, Texas Tech, right? No, no, I had Virginia and Texas Tech. I had Auburn losing the Elite Eight to Kentucky. It's fine. Everything's fine. But uh, my brackets are busted now. But I can honestly see uh, Auburn winning if they can speed up the pace of play that Virginia like has to speed up. But if Auburn's slowed down by Virginia, I think it's going to be Virginia's ballgame. If Auburn has another game where they don't shoot that well like they did um, last game against Kentucky – they won't win this game. Uh, personally, I have a lot invested in Virginia and Texas Tech. Um, in my one money pool, if they both get there, I win the pool. So um, I'm not even betting. I'm probably not going to bet these games. Maybe a lot better second half bet, but I already have enough invested. There's no point to put any more in it. Going down some stuff here. Um, I'm still a full. I'm a full supporter of the Tony Bennett Revenge Tour. I know I've been a big. I've been Bruce Pearl, Bruce Pearl, especially if you follow my Snapchat. I think we're all, I said we're all Bruce Pearls today or something. I am big on Bruce Pearl. I love the guy. I just, I think this is where his, his run ends. They remember they don't have Okiki. And if you think of the, the injury theory, it is you play a team directly after the injury. Then you fade them that second game because the first game they showed we could play without him. The second game is where you see the letdown. I see that happening here. I mean, especially with the public all over Auburn, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Virginia covers a five and a half. That's a big number to lay, especially in this type of game. But if Kyle Guy comes out, he hasn't been playing well. If he comes out and plays well, like he is capable of, I don't see how they don't win this game. Now, now oh, some stuff sorry, that there's... some stuff that would concern me here is Auburn does force turnovers. They force turn- turnovers on almost twenty five of the possessions. I can see Virginia doesn't turn it over, but. Um, if you watch that game, Tony Bennett is in this like weird funk where he is, it's his system or, or no way. Like it, his system is very, I don't know. It's literally just a two, two double screens to get Kyle guy open for a shot. And if he doesn't get open, then like 
that last possession, I don't know if you saw before there was a foul, Ty Jerome was just dribbling back and forth just trying to get open. Like there was no rhyme or reason he's yeah. doing it. That's the only thing that worries me here is Virginia has no like game plan. It's kind of just like we're going to do our system and their system it's working. Yes. But will it hold up in a, in a big game against like an Auburn? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I knew uh, coming into this tournament, Virginia was going to at least make the final four because, I mean, with Tony Bennett as the coach, and he's going to be fired up. All those players are fired up after losing to UMBC last year. I didn't really see a way that they didn't make it to the final four, uh, especially with the side of their bracket they're in. Who, who was the two seed in that part of the bracket? Was that Kentucky? No, no that, that was Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. Because the only three teams that Everly and I really saw coming out of that part of the bracket were uh, Purdue, Tennessee, or Virginia. And we told you guys how low we were on Tennessee. So I thought they had like a pretty uh, decent ability to make it to the Final Four. And now that they're in this game, I really uh, – this one's tough for me. I know Everly really likes Virginia here, uh, but can see Auburn doing well. I, I'm kind of like 50-50 on who I think is going to win the game because I can see either team – doing well uh i think it really comes down to just pace of play i think if auburn's able to speed uva up that auburn wins the game but if uva slows auburn down and they have to just play like a slow methodical type of basketball i think that uh Aub- or virginia would win now my only thing is carson edwards did go off for like whatever 42 or something against them last time and was unconscious I could see Harper doing that, but Auburn's not a one-man wrecking crew. Auburn's a full team, and I think this is where – I think they really hurt the Okiki miss. If Okiki was in this game, I think this line's two. Um, yeah. Probably on Auburn big, and I'm really worried about my bracket that I have. And I, I would love Auburn here, but without Okiki, I I think Kyle Guy does get it going here. I, I – I love I love Virginia, and I I love I can fade the public too. Yeah, I I just don't know how I feel about that five and a half line. Uh, that's tough for me. That comes down to pace of play again. This is kind of one of those games where I would just kind of watch and live bet it. I wouldn't fall into the trap of just um following everyone else and just betting Auburn here yeah. just to bet them because you're like it's too many points. I think it's I think it's a good number. It's a sharp number. I mean, we're that late in the season where it is a great number. Um, the good thing for Auburn is they did beat Kansas, UNC, and Kentucky in three straight great three straight games. The last time a team beat three blue bloods like that, it was back in the Mike Bibby era. If you remember him, that was about twenty years ago, and they did go on to win yeah. the national championship then. Mike Bibby's freaking huge now. He's yoked. Yeah. I'm just saying, I saw a picture on Instagram maybe like two years ago. The man is huge. I'm just saying. Because that, that has anything to do with what we're talking about now. But sure, yeah, he is massive. Though. I'll yeah. give you that. Uh, but I kind of like, I don't know. I, I think I like the over in this game. That again, I mean, it comes down to pace of play. Both teams can't shoot the three, but you got to remember, especially yeah. in – this game and actually looking forward to the looking towards the championship. If Virginia and Texas Tech do get there, the projected total is 114, and I think that's too high. These games, teams go so much slower just because they cherish every single possession, and you already have Virginia going extremely slow. 
that if Auburn for Auburn to speed the game up, it's going to be hard to do. I don't, I, I don't really have a feel on the over or under. If my my method I've been going by is if for some reason the in game line gets twenty gets eighteen to twenty points off the initial spread, and I'm watching and I say now we're too high or we're too low, I go the opposite. So if it, if it would jump up to one fifty five or something, I'd look to the under. If it jumped down to like one fifteen, I'd look to the over. Now I know it's an an insane area, but it's it's something it's kind of a mindset you have to go into with a live betting thing like that it, it just literally comes down in this game the pace of play like that's literally the whole thing like you can't it because you have like the one of the faster teams in auburn against probably the slowest team in virginia yeah virginia's i'm pretty sure they rank 253 out of 253 and in a pace of play also yeah the 253 but if you think about it if you compare that to like the 252 which uh, I'm not sure if I know who that is off the top of my head, but they are so slow. They are at 59.2 possessions per game. Realistically, that would be like 380 or 385. They're so they're last in pace and they're like super slow. They're not just like slow. They're like super super slow. I just I'm not sure if Auburn's able to speed it up here. I I mean I'm biased because I do need Virginia, like I said, but I this is. This is a classic spot where you do see that big underdog keep coming, keep coming, keep yep. coming, and then everyone's on them, and then it's just like, hey, the better team prevails. I can't remember if South Carolina – do you remember when South Carolina a couple years ago made it to either the yeah, Final beat, Four or the championship? Duke in the uh, round of 32. Yeah, did they make it to the championship? I can't remember on that. No, they lost in the Elite Eight or Final Four. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure – like, oh, man, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but – I think they were like favored from like a uh, like a betting standpoint. Like not like they didn't have the line going with them, but like most of the money was on them, like they are with Auburn right now. Yeah, because everyone likes that public. Everyone likes the public dog. It's just it, it's how it works. It, it's weird. Early in the tournament, everyone likes favorites, 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 and then now we get here, and everyone loves the dog. When realistically, this is the time you should be on. You should be the on the the favorite exactly. Right, because uh, if you remember back in the round of 64, uh, I think it was Thursday, every single underdog covered except for, I think, East, like Northeastern. or Who, who did Kansas play where they killed them? Northeastern, yes. Yeah. And Northeastern single... um, was getting a lot of money on that game. Yeah. That was literally the only game in the first, first thir- 16 games, first 16 games that didn't cover the uh, – or it might have been there was two games. I think it was them and oh, I can't remember. But there was two games, and that was one of them where that where the uh, underdog didn't cover. But now is when you're going to be looking. Well, this team has been around for forever. They've been good year in year out. They have a good coach. Blah blah blah. That's this is when you look for the the favorite. So like the Virginia in this case, who's the favorite? And I know Everly as well as myself both really hate betting with the public. And with seventy percent of the uh, the tickets on Auburn, <laughs> uh, it's it's you don't want to. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I fade them all the time. Like if I do my research and I find that that's the right side, I'll be on it. But being yeah. on th- their side, majority of the time, will not end up in winning money. No, yeah, I know. And if you look at uh, it was actually the 2016, 2017 uh, South Carolina season. They beat Marquette, Duke, Baylor, and Florida and got to the Final Four and lost to Gonzaga. 
Yeah. So it's happened in the past before, and it's, I, I, if we're sitting here Sunday night or Saturday night, and uh, we're looking at a championship game with Virginia and Texas Tech or Michigan State, I won't be surprised. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's tough with this game. This game, I think, is one you just live bet. Yeah, or just watch it and cheer for my uh, bracket to win. Yeah, cheer for Virginia because Everly needs them. Yeah, I do. Go UVA. Um, so that'll move us into game two of the night. I think that'll probably be tip off around nine o'clock. We have Texas Tech, Michigan State. Michigan State is favored by two and a half. There's nothing crazy here with like a public side or anything. Um, I think personally, there's going to be more people are going to be on Michigan State laying the small number because unless you're a basketball, unless you watched a lot of college basketball this year, you really didn't think Texas Tech had a chance to get here. And you you see Texas Tech here, and you're probably like, well, why are they here? Like, they're they didn't they didn't do that good. They're not really a big basketball school. They're Patrick Mahomes went there. Like, why are they why are they yeah. here? But hey, they're the number one defense in the country. And this is simple for me. Um, if you're gonna give me points with the best defense, I'm gonna take it any day of the week. Yeah, I I've stated this before. I think I said this on our very first podcast that we ever did that I really like Texas Tech. Uh they're just such a good team this year. They're able to score, they're able to play defense. They have the num- like as you said, they're the number one defense and defensive efficiency. Uh who who'd they just play? They played Gonzaga to get into the final four? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they played Gonzaga and I Gonzaga didn't like kept pace, but like not too much. Like Texas Tech's just a better team all around than I think any of the teams left, honestly. And the thing with Gonzaga, the way to beat Texas Tech is you have to get out in transition. If you get a rebound, you have to run. You have to go. Yeah. You don't let don't get into a half court set. If you get in a half court set, this Texas Tech defense, half court defense is insane. They will hound you. They will not let you get shots off. They will force you to shoot bad shots left and right. That's what they did to Gonzaga. That's how they were they able to beat turnovers. Gonzaga. Exactly. They're, yeah. they're they're your classic really good defense and you have to get out in transition to beat them. Yeah. Now, I mean, Michigan State jo- does have Izzo, you know, but I mean, Texas Tech's coach is not the worst coach in the world. Like Texas Tech's coach, Chris Beard, is actually a pretty good coach. Chris Beard just won uh, AP coach of the year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know. He he if you look at his how he's got to where he's at, I don't know if he'll stay at Texas Tech. He might want to go to a bigger school. I could see it happening. But he can be considered one of the best coaches in college basketball because all the schools he's been at, they have been a top defensive team in the years he was there. Chris Beard is just – I love the guy. And I know you're going to say the coaching experience. I know with Izzo and everything. But you already have, what, four games under your belt? Does the coaching experience – is it going to really matter – who was in a Final Four and who wasn't at this point? Like you already four games into this tournament, Texas Tech has played Michigan, they've played Gonzaga, they played top tier opponents. I, I think they'll be just fine, honestly. Yeah, and you're looking at saying about coaching with uh, Chris Beard. You're looking at a guy. This team now, Texas Tech, is in the Final Four. So two seasons ago, so not or three seasons ago, not this season, not last season, the season before that, they were 18 and 14. They're now playing in a Final Four. That's how good this coach is at breeding players and bringing his, I guess, his moxie, his determination, his will to win. They, they finished 30 and 6 this year in the, like, overall. So, Chris Beard actually, he's been with a program coaching since the 90, 
one season where he was an assistant with Texas. In 2015, when he got his first legit job with the Arkansas Little Rock basketball team, he was a 12 seed in the tournament and upset the five seed Purdue. He then went on to lose in the second round to Iowa State, but Beard was also named the Sun Belt Coach of the Year. Also that year, Little Rock's defensive efficiency was 35th in the country. The years after that, they were 85th, and then I think 113th, and then I think this year they were like 215th. Beard, he he his scheme is defense. He builds around a defense. And he takes he he just hound. I just love watching him because it's you're just watching this team that it, it just hounds the opponent. Like Gonzaga is a great offensive team, and they if you look they they hounded Michigan. They held them down to fifty points. They hounded Gonzaga. They held them under seventy points. I mean, this guy just breeds defensive teams. They hounded Buffalo. They beat them by twenty. They hounded <laughs> Northern Kentucky. They beat them by. What is it, like 17, 15, something like that? They've been doing this all year. We even said when they lost in the first round of the Big 12 uh, tournament, we said it was a good loss. The, yeah. Who cares about a conference tournament if you're going to compete for a national title? No, exactly. Like we said, Texas Tech was hot going into the tournament. They won whatever it was, like nine out of their last 10 games, 10 out of their last 10 games, something like that. And they came into the tournament and they kind of needed like a reprieve. They kind of needed to be like, oh, wait shit we should probably get our stuff together not go out think we're the best team of all time and settle down for the tournament which way which they did and now they've won three games by at least 15 and they've won they beat gonzaga by six uh and they they shut gonzaga down like gonzaga is such a great they they have the number one offensive efficiency and they they held them under 70 points yeah and like when they beat they beat buffalo buffalo was also a great offensive team uh, they beat them by 20 and they were down by like 30. Uh, if it wasn't for like the last, like maybe three minutes, they just kept chucking up shots like from three and making it. But other than that, they were down by like 30 points. So this Texas tech team has a smothering defense. Like if you're saying you're holding Gonzaga who can put up a hundred and some points in one night, I forget. They put up 102 against BYU. They put up 101 against Denver. I mean, it's Denver, but but still, they put up 103 against Creighton, like a team that can score like that. What do you think that defense team, defense is going to do to a team like Michigan State? Now, I'll give I'll give Michigan State credit. I mean, Cassius Winston is a stud. They have they have guys. Goins, I mean, that dagger of a shot against Duke. I I get it and all, but it. I just I, I just I like Michigan State. I do. I think they're a really good team. What worries me is they haven't played their best game yet. Their best game is yet to come, in my opinion. But will it come yeah. this weekend? Will Will it be Saturday? Or maybe they won't ever have their best game. Maybe they'll just be getting by like this, and who knows? They, Texas Tech sneaks out a win here, and all of a sudden it's like, well, Michigan State had a good year. Izzo's like, well, it wasn't my best team, but these guys wanted to compete, and it's it's done and over with. I mean, it. hey, I'm like I said, I'm going to keep my motto. I've been doing it every sport, better defense plus the points any day of the week. Yeah, I, I actually said this on the previous podcast. I took a future on Texas Tech to win the championship because I see them being as, like, one of the most efficient teams. Like, not just from the defensive side, but one of the most efficient teams overall because they can score points on offense with Culver, and then they can come out and they can shut you down absolutely on defense. So I just see them being probably the best team left. It's either, either them or Virginia. 
Uh, but I think they'll beat Michigan State, especially plus the points from a betting standpoint. I think you take that. I I personally want to see a Virginia Texas Tech final. I mean, I know I have them in my pool, and if I get them both there, I win. So that's why, obviously, one reason I'm big on that. But the I want to see the two on, in my opinion, best defensive teams facing off against each other. I I, I think it's a it'd be a great matchup, and that's that's what I'm going to ride with. I'm going to go Texas Tech Virginia. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would be great from a public standpoint because it's going to be a whole lot of defense and a whole lot of slow basketball. But, I mean, if you're an actual basketball fan, like you're actually into the sport of basketball and watching it and seeing great players and just great offenses, defenses, great great everything, that's that's the final that you want. You want you want Texas Tech and you want Virginia. Yeah, you are right about that. That's the only thing that does worry me. I know the NCAA loves to do, well, what's going to give us the most ratings? And personally... Auburn, Michigan State probably gives you more ratings because, like we said earlier, not a lot of people know about Texas Tech. Not a lot of people had them going far in their bracket. I guarantee you a lot of people had them losing either Buffalo or Northern Kentucky. If not, they had them losing to Michigan. They weren't coming out of that bracket. So that that worries me a little bit. But from a strictly who I think is the better team, I think Texas Tech's the better team. Yeah, well, there was – I think a, a stat came out. It was like 0.79% or something like that of brackets actually had Texas Tech in their final four. And if you look at – so Everly ran a tournament pool this year. And if you look at our tournament pool, I would say about 50% of them had Texas Tech in the final four because they listen to us. Exactly. And it comes down to – exactly. I mean, if you find someone that knows a little bit about basketball, because, like, I mean, I could probably go through and – from college football season on a Saturday afternoon to college basketball season on a Saturday afternoon, not much changed for me, just the sport, basically. I kept watching all these games. And and if you know – that's why, especially in these pools, especially late, like I know, yes, your friend, that female friend or male friend that knows nothing about this can pick random teams, can say, well, I like this color better or something. And they could win it. But most of the time, if you know a little bit about these teams and you could – you know some stats. You don't just know players. You know who the better teams are in what areas. It could help you, and you could be sitting here like me, sitting here this whole week going, okay, I know what I need to happen. Do I actually think it can happen? I actually do think it can happen. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I really think that Texas Tech is a better team than Michigan State. And, I mean, Virginia is a better team than Auburn. It's just Auburn's very, very hot right now. Yeah, I mean, when I picked my pool, I mean, I did have Kentucky going into beating Auburn, and I thought that would be – I was worried about Kentucky. Personally, if you would have told me last weekend when I was watching the Kentucky-Auburn game, I was thinking I needed Kentucky to get the points, and I was a little like, oh, damn. Like, But I thought about, like, how many people are going to actually have Auburn? Funny, the guy I'm going up against has Auburn and Michigan State in the final. So I just – Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, it's no – it's it's I have to win to win. There's no, oh, you can lose here or something. It's just win to win, which I'm fine with that. Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm playing the – you're in the pool to win, right? I'm not in here to cheer for a loss somewhere. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how he even picked that because I was looking through our tournament, uh, our bracket that you put up at one point because I was in first place before Duke lost. And now that Duke lost, I I can't have any – I have no chance of winning it. But So I was looking at everybody's bracket, and not a single person had anybody except for North Carolina or Kentucky coming out of that side of the bracket. Not a single person – what is there, like 45 people in it? Not a single person had – 
anyone but those two teams. Yeah, and I can guarantee you the guy that has that. I don't. I don't exactly know his name. I could probably figure it out. Um, maybe I'll try. I'll actually, I might actually want. I actually do. Might want to try to figure that out. Ask him how he picked that. If he actually knows something, he was like, "Oh, Auburn's hot," which I can understand because they did just win the SEC. Okay, or if he was just like, "Oh, I know someone from Auburn, so I picked them," because I could see that being the case too. There. Oh yeah. Well, I mean. I was debating, honestly, like this is 100% the truth. The day the brat, like the day of March Madness starting, so whatever Thursday that was, I was sitting in my bed, like finalizing, trying to finalize my brackets. And as I was sitting there, I'm like, damn, I want to put Auburn in my final four, but I wasn't because I was like, ah, what are the odds Auburn actually does it? And I was sitting there debating. I had them playing Kentucky in the Elite Eight in my one bracket. And I was like, you know what? I think they can beat Kentucky, but I didn't pick it because I was like, I, I was being a scared bitch basically is what happened, uh, which you should never do uh, bet anything scared because I knew Auburn was a hot team, but I just decided not to pick and I should have. But props to that guy, honestly, for picking Auburn versus Michigan State because <laughs> I didn't see Duke losing to Michigan State. And I didn't see uh, or I saw Auburn beating Kentucky, but that was that's a tough place to pick. If you're talking a five seed, I don't know. I mean – it, what's I think what's real funny is I had Michigan State coming out of Duke's bracket. I had Duke losing to Vot Tech. It's funny that the Duke fan is the one sitting here with his bracket and has having a chance because he had Duke losing. It's it's funny and that that also came down to I I knew Duke. I knew they can go on and win the championship easily, but I I also said hey they shoot sub seventy percent from the free throw line. I think I've said this fifty times in March to a lot of people. And I, that's not a winning mentality there. And I could see them losing to Vatek. And if they somehow get by Vatek, I could see them losing to Sparty. I'm happy I did it. I'm happy it worked out for me. I let's. I want to. I want to finish it here. But I actually do. I'm gonna try to figure out who that guy was. And I want to ask him. Like, do you actually know something, or did you just yeah, you just throw throw a dart here because Auburn like won the SEC or something stupid? Yeah. Well, not a lot of people were in Auburn before us as either because we said Auburn was getting hot before the SEC tournament even started I know I actually did the segment on the SEC tournament oh yeah you, oh and, yeah uh, we, we were on that too we were on Auburn and if you actually look at I think um the one guy I follow he had he got an Auburn future at 65 to 1 the day before the tournament started holy hell yeah <laughs> yeah wow I do not have any futures actually, left and um I do know next year I know some different ideas I want to do with futures um, I've learned a lot with futures. I'm not, I won't lie. I'm not educated in the futures market at all. I didn't take one on baseball. I might take a few on football, but the futures market is, there's a lot to learn. It's a completely different, different game trying to figure that stuff out. And when's a good time to jump in. And then once you have them, how to hedge them and stuff, maybe that's a nice little, we can, that's a nice little podcast we could have over the summer when we're uh, bored. What's that? How to hedge futures and what, tactics to take about doing it yeah i mean i have a future i have two baseball futures right now i have a for home runs i have jackie bradley jr which i just took that because i was like you know what fuck it if it happens it happens and i have uh, a Kristen yelich future uh if he hits the most home runs and right now he's doing pretty good i mean we're only like five games in or whatever we are 10 games in eight games in but he's doing pretty good right now so i'm feeling pretty confident about that future going yeah i mean you're not gonna be able to hedge a player i'm talking like team to win championships and stuff like oh that. yeah yeah well i mean i don't like i don't know picking like especially like mlb nfl i mean you can always throw down money on the patriots for the nfl but like 
one or the the line's probably going to be slim to none. I mean, honestly, I like, don't know. the only future I'm thinking about doing is, um, I want to see how the Yankees go here, and I know the Phillies will they'll die off because Harper will he'll cool down. Harper, believe me, Harper will cool down. He's hot early in the season. He'll cool yeah. down over the summer. I want to take Yankees Phillies um, to make the World Series, um, as that being the matchup personally, because I'm a Yankees fan and we are on the East Coast here, and I don't mind the Phillies either. So I would love to see that. I'm taking. I would. I'm probably going to throw some money down on that just as a a lottery ticket because that's probably crazy odds. But that's probably the only future that yeah. I'm even thinking about for baseball as of now. Yeah, because I mean, the, if you look at what the Phillies have done over the past whatever couple games the first week of baseball they've been hot as hell they will they lost one game so far oh yeah no i just i just i don't trust harper to keep it keep it rolling personally neither do i i don't trust him to keep it rolling i also don't trust him to be not injured all season because with harper you're due for uh one-time injuries at some point during the uh during the tournament or during the during the season i know i got in a little twitter uh banter back and forth with somebody saying how uh i was hating on the phillies or like Look what they're doing now. They're so hot, blah, blah, blah. They're, when when Harper went to Washington and the Nationals tweeted, um, smell you later, Holmes, or something, a quote from Fresh Prince, because when he struck out, I said the Nats won. Um, I mean, I am a technically um, – I work for the Nats organization, so I have some connections there, just, just saying. Um, but – uh, I was like, listen, I, I like the Nationals. I like I like Harper. I, I like Philly. I like them all. It's not, not a big deal to me. I don't like hate one or the other. I just know what Harper's going to do. He's going to die off after the start of the season, and then everyone's going to be sitting yeah. here. His average is going to be around 280 or something, and they're going to be saying, was 300 mil really worth it? Probably not, but, I mean, 330 mil, no opt-out clause, no trade clause. I, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that was a good wrap for uh, our Final Four preview. I think we can both say we're both on Virginia and Texas Tech here. One, because Everly has it for a pool, and two, because Everly has it for a pool. And Herndon, uh, you can send us home. Yeah, uh, just to let everybody know, our picks were Virginia Texas Tech. Uh, I'd stay off the betting for Virginia. I'd probably just watch the game and try to live bet because I don't trust that line. That five and a half there kind of scares me. And uh, Texas Tech, that plus two and a half. Honestly, Everly and I both see them winning. Uh, we both want them to win. And we both think it's very, very highly possible that Texas Tech wins. So make sure you check your bets. Make sure you put them in before the start of the games on Saturday. Thanks for listening again, guys. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you back here again Monday for our championship. That's right. Our NCAA Men's Basketball Championship episode already on monday all right thanks for listening guys make sure you tune in monday cheers